What is up, you incredible human beings, and welcome back to another live. On this slide, we're going to be covering how to overcome addiction to things like alcohol, ziggies, porn, nose beers, or anything that you're finding you're addicted to. The cool thing about addictions is that they're all very similar. It's just a slightly different vice. And so these principles are going to help you overcome that and get you to a stage where you're in control of your addiction. Now, another thing that a lot of people don't actually put in alignment with addiction is anger. So I'm also going to show you how to fix anger issues. Let's say you get home from work and perhaps you're really, really cool, calm and collected at work. But when you get home, your missus says, hey, honey, how was your day? And you're like, fuck off. Or your kids do one little thing and you lose your mind at them. You're just constantly flying off the handle. But you find that it's just very, very difficult for you to stay cool, cool, calm, and collected. I'm going to run you through how to fix both of those. See, we've had quite a bit of experience at JC over working this. Like, a lot of people think that we just do fitness and bodybuilding. It's like, yeah, cool, like I was a bodybuilder back in the day. But what we actually do in the way that we help people is we're like, we're like performance coaches, right? Any problem you have, we fix it. And a lot of the guys we work with have had issues with both anger and addiction. It's really, really quite common. Uh, you'll see us talk about Nashi quite a lot. Adam Nash, shout out to Adam Nash, an absolute fucking champion. And Adam came to us and he was hooked on opioids. And within 10 weeks, we managed to get him off all the opioids. We also managed to get him off antidepressants, managed to triple his testosterone, and make it so that he was actually there for his partner and there for his kids. Okay? Uh, that's just one example. Uh, there was another guy called Pete, uh, amazing human being, very, very successful, incredibly smart, wonderful business owner, who was spending like two grand a week on bags, on cocaine, right? And it's an enormous amount. And then once again, within about 12 weeks, we managed to get him completely off that and make him crush his business. So that's like actually what we do. And I'm going to show you like the exact steps that we take with, with guys you know, who are going through these issues. Now, first of all, whenever we see um, somebody who has uh, an addiction problem or who has issues around uh, anger is we see them go and they do a couple of things to try and fix it, like first and foremost. The common things that people try and do is, number one, the first thing that guys do when they want to like overcome addiction is just like, I'm just going to stop right now. And this is awesome. Going cold turkey is an absolutely wonderful thing, but Jesus, it takes a lot to go through and a lot of willpower to, to go and do this. And I've personally known far more people who have failed doing that than succeeded. Uh, the next thing that they'll try and do is they'll try and shift their addiction other places. So it's very, very common for somebody to have a drug addiction to say, fuck it, I'm sick of how these drugs are affecting my life. I'm going to go through, I'm going to work really, really hard and I'm going to crush life and I'm going to make loads of money and everything's going to be better. And then what happens is they shift a drug addiction to a work addiction or a porn addiction to a drug addiction or an alcohol addiction to a smoking addiction, a smoking addiction to an eating addiction. And we just change the addiction. And the reason why this happens is because we haven't fixed the root of the problem. When we look at anger as well, guys who are trying to fix anger, what are some of the, some of the common things that we've tried? If you've tried to work with anger before, like list out, please, some of the things, the common things that you've tried to do. Uh, and, and some of the, I, I was talking with someone just the other day, uh, and this person is a very, very lovely human being. He's going to remain totally anonymous, but unless he so chooses to, to you know, announce himself. Um, and he, he was one of the guys who didn't have an overly pleasant time with the Catholic Church. 
and they had some things done wrong with him. And some of the advice this guy was given to was the person who abused him, um, go and put a, uh, like a poster of this dude's face and put it on a punching bag and beat the shit out of it, right? And so all the anger would transfer onto this punching bag that he was going to do. Now, nice idea in theory, and it might get you some temporary relief because you get a little bit of it out, but in the end of the day, by physically trying to exert your anger, you're not actually going to be dealing with the root problem, which is actually inside. You might get some relief. You might feel great for hurting the other person, but it never actually wins. Uh, a lot of other people try and get back. Like anger is always, in the end of the day, like a response to being hurt. A lot of us try and get even or win or stuff like that. Never fixes it. Never ever. So what we're going to do is instead of looking at ways to mask the issue, we're going to go right down to the root. So if you guys have followed me for a while and you've seen what we do at JCF and the way that we work with people, we don't do uh, short-term fixes. We don't do quick fixes. We don't do that. We're not like these sexy guys that do all these fatty stuff and like all these amazing diets and shit like that because it doesn't work. What we do is we go right down to the root of the issue every single time and we fix that issue. So let's start with addiction first and foremost. Now, I'm going to talk in a lot of generalities here. Uh, for everything, every single thing that I say, there will be probably an exception to the rule, as there always is in life, right? Um, feel free to bring up that exception to the rule. I'm more than happy to discuss it with you on here. Uh, but the things that I'm going to talk about right now are general things, and these feed into the principles that we've used to help a lot of people like Nashi, like Pete, and like the fucking hundreds of other guys who have had, um, like even Jamie, who actually suggested this topic. Shout out to Jamie Gordon. Is actually the reason why we're having this discussion tonight. So big kudos to him. Jamie's one on our team at the moment. We're coaching him through a heap of stuff. And I'm so incredibly proud of that man because he has come along in leaps and bounds as a man. So shout out to you, Jamie. People like these guys who I'm referencing right now, these are the principles that help them. Okay. So first and foremost, like let's go and look at why addiction occurs. Okay. Generally. The main reason that addiction occurs is because we have a feeling of insufficiency within ourselves, okay? Uh, or we don't have the right social structures or the right things surrounding us. I'll give you an example of a study. They took a whole heap of rats, okay, and then gave the rats cocaine. Lucky rats. Like, how stoked is this? You think you're going to get picked out for a scientific study to get hung, drawn, and quartered, and instead they give you a, a cocaine on tap. So what these rats do... So when there's cocaine there, they keep tapping this little button, which gives them more cocaine. So they're there, they just like tap it. They keep tapping the shit out of this button until they eventually die. Kind of sad. What they show is that when they go and they put the rats in a healthy social situation, instead of choosing to tap all the cocaine all the time, they're given the choice between tapping the cocaine and spending time with their friends. They will spend much more time with their friends right, which is fucking crazy, they will give up cocaine, one of the most addictive substances on the planet, to go and spend time with their friends. And so the first thing we look at with a lot of guys with addiction is where's their support network? Now, the interesting thing about addiction is it doesn't happen immediately. It happens slowly. It's a slow decline. And by the time we find out that we're heavily addicted to some sort of drug, we're already generally rejected from a fair few people because maybe we've drunk too much and we went and abused our best mate. Or maybe we've been drinking way too much and our missus has now left us, right? And we have these things which are going on. And so we start losing our social circle and we start losing our support. 
And it's really sad when we start losing close friends. I've lost some of them to, to death and I've lost some of them because I'm no longer friends with them. And it's really sad every time that happens. And so what do we do? Well, we feel bad. So we go and start craving more, right? We start craving more drugs because when we take the drug, we feel good. When I'm drunk, I'm no longer hurting about my friend. I'm no longer thinking about that. And so we start getting worse and worse and worse. The other part of it is that we often take drugs and we use alcohol, drugs, food, porn, work as an escape from the reality that we have. A lot of the time when we have a reality which is really, really tough and isn't fun whatsoever, we try and escape using drugs because drugs are a fucking great way to escape. I don't know if you've ever been stoned or drunk before, done cocaine or anything like that, but it's pretty fucking fun when you're doing it in that moment. Like it's really, really great. And so we want to spend more and more time in this situation where everything's amazing. And it makes sense, right? Because we can escape from the pain. And so the two root issues that we generally see, and this is what we normally work off with our guys, is that, number one, if we're addicted to something, we generally lose a lot of our friends. We don't have the support of people around us to bring us up. And then number two, we have an internal pain which isn't being looked at, which isn't being helped, which isn't being fixed. If you have an incredible environment around you, you are going to absolutely crush it. You're going to do really, really well. We run uh, events. We call them Uncommon. They were formerly known as the Man Weekend. We, this an event. is the, the event's called Uncommon. And it's a day and a half, two days, of where we get about 50 awesome, incredible human beings, all men in the same room, who all just want to be better. And the coolest outcome of that day is that when we put so many incredible human beings there and give them every single thing that they need in order to succeed, give them the information, give them the motivation, give them the encouragement, the accountability, absolutely everything, they dominate and they crush it. The same thing, same thing with our coaching. Our coaching is all one-on-one. The way that we work is that we work one-on-one with a client. We'll have a certain set of issues. We'll help them game plan exactly where they want to be. Where are you right now? What do we need to do to bring you up to where you want to be? And then hold them accountable to it. And one of the things that's really well known out of that is that having a coach and having someone who has your back who does care about you, who actually holds you accountable and he's going to kick you up the ass if you fuck up and he's going to kick you on the straight and narrow in the direction which you should be heading, makes us feel much, much happier. If you're trying to go about beating addiction by yourself, it's really, really difficult. That's why most people fail. Whereas if you're going about addiction with a whole heap of, like fixing addiction, with a whole heap of incredible people around you who are supporting you every single step of the way, all of a sudden it gets easier because... There are three levels of accountability. First one is self-accountability. Second one is group accountability. Third one is coach accountability. Self-accountability is when we hold ourselves accountable, right? So I'm going to quit drinking on Monday. Hands up if you've said that before and then not followed through, right? How many times have we committed to ourselves and it's just been a fucking lie? Like, let's admit it. It's not an intentional lie, but it was a lie nonetheless. It's very, very difficult for us to hold ourselves accountable. Second thing after that is group accountability. How many times have you committed to a group and said, I'm going to get this done and then fucked up and had zero repercussions, like when you're self-accountable? It doesn't happen often, right? Because if you commit to a group, if you have a good group around you, like we do it uncommon, then you're going to crush it. And you're going to do really well because they're going to kick your ass if you don't do it. And you don't, want to let, you don't want to let them down. You don't want to get your ass kicked. You just want to be happy. You just want to fit in with the crowd, right? This is all what we all want to do at the end of the day. And the third level is coach. If you have a coach, you have a deep relationship with somebody who is personally invested in your success, and you let them down, that one cuts deep. Like that one's really, really tough. 
And so that is why we need good people around us. Because if you have a good coaching, if you have a good community, like we do with Uncommon, like we do with our coaching, then that is how you're going to win every single time. So you need that. If you're just trying to do it by yourself, you're going to fail. Okay? Next one after this, the internal pain. Addiction is primarily, well, not primarily, addiction is a nervous system disorder. It is a disease. It is whatever we want to call it. You can label whatever the fuck you like, right? But it comes from the nervous system. When I'm talking to the nervous system, I'm talking about your brain and all the little nerves that run throughout our body. Our nervous system controls every single, we, every single thing we feel. Our energy, our emotions, our mood, how we sleep, if we sleep, our dreams, every single muscular contraction. Our nervous system regulates every single one of these things. And if our nervous system isn't happy, we don't have a very good time. And so with addiction, what we often see is that a lot of us will get a what we call like a deficiency in dopamine. And, and let me know if this sounds familiar if, you, if you've had an addiction. When you want to go and reach for a drug, it's not as often when you're feeling really, really awesome, but generally when it gets bad and gets in the addictive stage, it's when you're feeling really down and really low. And just to simplify it a lot, there's one neurotransmitter which really heavily correlates with it. Now, if we go on science and stuff, it gets a lot more detailed, but I'm just going to stay super basic here. There's one which is called dopamine. And dopamine is like the motivation hormone. It's the reward hormone. So every single time you, you know, go and get with a new girl, right, you get a little boost of dopamine. You feel good. Every single time you go eat some food, it tastes nice. It feels good. You get a little bit of, bit of dopamine. Every single time you make money, every single time you win a contract, every single time you get a promotion, Every single time you watch Facebook, watch porn, get a little bit of dopamine every single time, right? And so what ends up happening is if life isn't going terribly well for us, and we're going to kick you in the nuts a few times, we're stressed, we're anxious, and we've got all these fucking things to worry about. We've got bills, we've got partners, we've got businesses, we've got employees, we've got a dickhead boss, we've got all these things going on. Just one of the parts is that dopamine gets pushed down a little bit. And it's our... Poor response, it's our broken response to dopamine which causes the addiction in a lot of ways, okay? So what we need to do, instead of just trying to patch it and say, hey, I'm going to get more dopamine by doing something else, we need to fix the root of the issue. Does that make sense? We need to reduce our stress, we need to reset our nervous system, and we need to set our dopamine up to work really well. Because we can shift from smoking, we can quit smoking. How many guys do you know who've done this? They quit smoking. And then after that, they start eating more and they gain like 20 kilos, right? How many times do we see that happen? So common, right? You ask them, like, dude, you put on some weight, what happened? Oh, they quit smoking. You're like, they haven't quit the addiction. They've just shifted addictions. So what we want to do is we're going to fix the actual root issue, which is the pain, which is the stress within, within the nervous system. If you get your nervous system functioning optimally, you will absolutely nail it. They're probably thinking, James, how, do, how does addiction and anger fit in together? Well, here's how. This is the commonality. Because the nervous system is also the reason for anger. And this fits really for you if you find that you're losing your temper more often than what you'd like. You get home and you're grumpy. You're grumpy dad. You're angry dad, right? And that's what your kids know you as. Not like loving, caring dad. Oh, I'm so excited to see. It's like, oh, it's grumpy dad. Who am I getting today? Am I going to get yelled at or am I going to get hugged, right? This is also for you if you find that you're just constantly annoyed and you just feel anger within yourself, right? You're like, you're like my friend who had the advice of going and wanting to beat the shit out of a, a face on a, on a punching bag. 
what we need to look at here is why is the anger around? And what is anger in the first place, right? You're like, James, what a weird question. How philosophical are you going? I'm not going to go that deep, don't worry. But I'm going to, it's got to make sense, right? So if you look at what actually anger is, anger is a defensive response. Anger is the thing that we put out there so that we can't get hurt anymore. So when someone comes in and gives you a sack whack, right, hits you in the nuts, in the ghoulies, and you want to go around and punch them, makes sense, right? Because if you just sit there and you cop it, you say, oh, I'll have another one, you're going to get hit in the nuts again, which is going to hurt, which is going to cause you damage. You don't want that, particularly if you want to make more babies like I do, right? So what we need to do is our body's created this response, which is to turn around and punch me in the face, okay? That's normal. You get angry, you get pissed off. Because when we're angry, people don't want to mess with us as much anymore. Make sense? Okay? So we acknowledge that anger stems from a place of hurt. It comes from a place where we've been damaged. And so whenever we see someone being angry or whenever we are angry, what we need to look at is, okay, where did this come from? And the cool thing about anger or the not-so-cool thing about anger is that it doesn't have to be as basic and simple as a sack whack. It could be somebody has sack whacked you five years ago and you've learned this is what a sack whack looks like. He comes in like that and he smashes me and then somebody goes to give you a high five and you punch them in the face. And they're like, what the fuck? I was just giving you a high five. They're like, oh, sorry, I was just thought you were trying to sack whack me. That makes sense? And so whenever we have this fear of being hurt, this vulnerability, where does that come from? And that lies also within the nervous system. See, whenever our nervous system isn't happy, when it's not going well, it will make you angry. Because remember, your nervous system controls your mood. It controls your energy. It controls absolutely everything within us. So as long as our nervous system isn't working well, we're not going to be fun at all. We're not going to have a good time. Now, a lot of people say stuff like, uh, you know, like I'm going to fix my anger. Uh, and what I'm going to do is uh, I'm just going to stop being angry. I'm just going to focus on being positive. Big fan of that. Like, I love that. That's an amazing stuff. But it's probably not far enough, right? Because you're trying to fix an internal issue, you're trying to use something external. Or another one after this that we look at uh, is whenever we're extraordinarily angry, we will try and just do more things which will make us happy but we're not fixing the internal issue. What we need to do is just simply fix the reason for the problem. Stop chasing after symptoms and go for the root of it. And what we've found from working with how many thousand people these days in the last, you know, how many years, we're up to about 7,000 guys on the coach now. What we've found from working with these incredible, awesome human beings is that when we go to the nervous system, that ends up being the root of it. And that's why we've been able to do really incredible things like what we've been doing with all of our guys. Does that make sense? And so on that note, I guess really that's the main thing that I want you to take away from this is if we want to solve these, this is, this is, if you want to solve these things, if you want to be able to help with your addiction, if you want to be able to be less angry and be much happier, start with the nervous system. That's the key every single time. Okay? Uh, and for those of you who are interested, like if you actually want to fix this and this is something that you want to crush and something you really want to go get on top of and you want to be like, uh, you want to be like Jamie, you want to be like Pete and you want to be able to move forward with your life in a way in which you're really, really super happy and you're crushing all of these things and you want to learn how to utilize your nervous system so that you can win, you're more than welcome to reach out and I'm happy to get you information and, and help you to do this because this is what we do every, this is like my bread and butter, right? This is what I do every single day. Um, so if you want to learn more about that, 
All, all I want you to do is, I just want you to comment below. Just comment, what should we comment? Help, right? Um, comment help down in the, in, the, uh, in, the, in the comment section below and we'll reach out, we'll shoot you a message and then we can crack on from there, okay? If you have any issues with that, just let me know. Uh, or alternatively, if you're watching this on a replay, just click in the little form, which is going to be loaded. There's going to be a reform form down there that you'll be able to click. Just click on that, uh, and then from there, that'll take you through, and you'll be able to chuck in your details, and we'll be able to get you done that way. Okay. So what I'm going to do now, I'm just going to go and uh, I'm going to run through a couple of comments in a sec. Um, but pretty much with the way that our coaching works, the way that we help people like you, is these are the steps. Right. Number one, we figure out exactly what's going wrong in your nervous system. Okay. Exactly why it's holding you back. And then using that, we have something that we call the hierarchy of health, and we run you through every single step there. The way that it works is we pretty much look at the five major systems within the body, and we fix all of them sequentially, one by one by one, starting with the root, starting with the nervous system, working the whole way up. It's very, very different to how other people do it, because a lot of people will just like use a drug or use one technique for one thing. as much more customized, and that's why we tend to get the results that we get. And the way that we do this is through, number one, giving you structure, number two, giving you the correct information, number three, providing accountability and support. So if you want to learn more about that, feel free, just click, click, click the link below or drop a comment and say help. We more than happy to reach out to you. Okay. Um, let's run through some of the comments now. Justin Brass, sounds like me. Dude, don't worry, there's plenty of dudes that this sounds like. This is actually far more common than what you think. Uh, very, very common. Uh, Dale, welcome on. Rule, pleasure. Luke, good to have you on here. Gary has commented, what happens when you lose momentum, commitment, and results? If you lose momentum, commitments, and results, you're not going to be having a very fun time at all, my friend. So what we need to do is, first of all, prevention is far nicer than cure. If you can make it so that you never, ever lose momentum, like you, you don't get to that stage where you've lost momentum, you don't get to the stage where you've lost commitment, you don't get to the stage where you slow down your results, you're going to be much better. So we need to look at the things that we need in order to make that happen. Step number one, the first thing is you need a plan. All right, the reason why most people lose momentum, commitment, and results is because they don't have a plan. A lot of us have a dream. We have an idea of a life that we would like to live, but we don't have like an actual place, an actual way of getting there. A dream without a plan is just a hallucination, right? So what we need to do is we need to have a plan. We need to have the right information in to get us there so that we can actually design the plan properly. And the third thing we need is accountability, right? They're the three things. If you have those three things, you will absolutely dominate. Tim Nesbitt, my man, hope you're well. Many of us here are fortunate that in an increasingly expensive competitive and for some people isolating world, what chance do many people have to get a dopamine boost without resorting to the above? Dude, that is such a defeatist way of looking at it. I am surprised that came from you, Tim, because I want you to just whip your head up out of that. Uh, an increasingly expensive competitive and isolating world. Well, the world is, I actually feel the opposite. I feel that the world is actually getting cheaper. I feel that the world is actually getting less competitive for me. And I feel that the world is getting far more connected than ever. Some things are getting expensive. Fuel prices are going up. But without me going all economic -y and stuff, if you look at the rate of inflation and how the fuel prices are going up, this is what I was talking to someone much smarter than me. This is what they said. If you look at the, in adjusting for inflation, fuel prices are actually, well, they were maybe slightly below where they would have been anticipated being. So it's not actually that bad. Some people may have had a little bit before. Granted, I'd love a dollar a litre back again for my diesel, and that would be nice to save me a bit of coin. But a lot of things are very, very cheap. Look at our phones, man. Like this, what's this thing? It's very grand. It's like less than a grand. It's so cheap. Super cheap. Competitive. 
the cool thing about the world is that everybody's getting increasingly more connected, which means you have more customers to serve, more people to work with. You can do more cool shit. So the world's getting better every single day. Isolating, dude, we are talking right now across the screen and you're in what, Sydney? And I'm here up here in Noosa. Dude, like that's incredibly connected. That's brilliant. Look at what we do with Uncommon. We have our weekends if you want face-to-face connection. We run weekends literally for dudes to get together. Now, for me, 10 years ago, that didn't exist. When I was going through my shitty phase in life where things weren't terribly nice to me, I didn't have that. And now we do. It's incredible, dude. The world is getting better every single day. And you'll only see that if you choose to see it that way. I can tell you right now, man, straight up to you, are categorically wrong with it being more expensive, competitive, and isolating. That is your perception. And so from your perception, I'll say that it's correct. But, dude, there is so much evidence to suggest that it's getting better and better and better. Does that make sense? You need to come to Uncommon, bro. We love it. Johnny, welcome on, my man. Thank you. I'm struggling bad at the moment. Dude, you're going to get up. You're going to crush it. Alan O'Neill, James Kent, 2022 theories. <laughs> yeah, I guess you can say that. I've, uh, I've had these theories for a long time, for much long, much earlier than 2022, my friends. This is probably just the first time that I'm actually speaking about it. By the way, guys, the, the way that I come up with these topics and things to talk about, these are based on clients who are currently helping and I'm asking them, like, what are the main things that we help you with? What are the things that you want me to help you with? How can I solve more problems for you? And how can I help you make your life better? If you want to learn more or if you want help with these certain things, feel free to just drop me a message and say, hey, I'm having issues with X, Y, Z, because you give me ideas for this stuff, right? Uh, I'm in a stage in my life where I've solved a lot of my own problems. And so my next move is to how can I solve problems for other people? And how can I make everyone else's life awesome around me? Because it's pretty fucking boring and lonely at the top if you're there by yourself. Like, I want all of you guys to be crushing life with me. I want you to be able to live to the same standard that I do, which is really cool. I'm very, very fortunate that I have an incredible wife. I have a beautiful little girl on the way. I have a beautiful dog. I have chickens over the house. I live in an incredible spot. And I have an abundance of friends and amazing people around me. And I'd love you to enjoy that as well. Because I can tell you right now, I've been in stages where, you know, I've made, you know, comments like Alan trying to take the piss out of other people. And I, I've been in a stage where I wasn't overly happy and I wasn't really enjoying my life at all. And it fucking sucked. And if any of you are there, I don't want you to be there anymore because you don't have to be. Uh, you don't have to think of these ways. You don't have to think the world's increasingly expensive, competitive and isolated. I want you to see the amazing parts of life too because I've seen the difference and it's actually not that hard to come and live the way that I live. You'll enjoy it. Uh, Dale J, rest in peace, Shane Warne. That's true. I was, I was gutted, man. I was loving. I used to watch so much Shane Warne. He was a big idol to me, an incredible human. But I'll tell you what, right? He may have died at 52, but fuck me, what a life. There's a lot of guys who could live a thousand lives and they still would not see what Shane Warne saw in his 52 years. So I'm like, yes, me, rest in peace. And yes, what a tragic, what a, what a, um, it's very sad. I mean, what a heart attack. Yeah, that's a shame. That's a really, really big shame to lose such a legend. But at the same time, fuck, mate, if I, if, if I was him and, and I died at 52, I'd be able to look back on my life and say, shit, I've done some really incredible things. What an absolute champion. I'm very, very grateful that we got and we had the pleasure of watching Shane Warne grace this earth. Now, guys, on that note, I'm going to leave you all to it. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to reach out. If you disagree with 
anything that I say as well, feel free to reach out and debate on this stuff. Um, you probably won't win, but I also enjoy being able to talk with you backwards and forwards and doing this in like in a respectful manner. Because in the end of the day, I think we're all going for the same thing here, right? We all just want to crush life. We all want to be uncommon. We all want to be happier. We all want to be wealthier. We want to be more successful. We're all after the same thing. And my job here is just to kind of be like a guide in a little way to help you up and to help you achieve what you want to do. So feel free, comment away, slag me off if you wish, if that's what's going to make you better. Maybe I'll fire a witty comment back or maybe I'll just ignore you. Uh, but on that note, I'll leave you all to it. If you want to learn more about our coaching, feel free to reach out, comment help, or click and fill in the form below. I'll speak to you soon, guys. Have an incredible night. I hope you enjoyed the video. If you got something out of it and you want to learn more, click the link below or type in High Performance Conversations with James Can, and you'll be able to check out all the podcasts that we've done. We cover a stack of different topics, everything from getting your mojo back, overcoming anxiety, self-doubt, self-esteem, and learning from some of the industries and some of the world's top performers in both business and in health. Look forward to having you on there.